0: Hey everyone, this is Ryan Wolt. Welcome to the Cheers North County podcast presented by the Coast News Group. I'm glad to have you here with me today and I'm excited to introduce you to my guests, David Elizondo and Ryan Espy, the co-founders of First Light Coffee Whiskey, a relatively new local spirits brand. But before I do that, I have to issue a few disclaimers. First, just a reminder that we record this show virtually due to COVID-19. That's a bummer. But for the first time in a long time, It seems like there is some burgeoning hope that even with numbers being at all-time highs, there is an effectual vaccine in most of our futures, for which I'm very grateful, and I'm looking forward to meeting guests in real life sometime in 2021. Second, many apologies to the Mats and Mikes of the world. No offense intended, you'll all understand that one in a few minutes. Thirdly, the term distillate gets used several times during this show. Distillate is just another way of saying liquid condensed from vapor during the distilling process. Essentially, the booze part of your booze. Fourthly, I've been pretty thrilled to have a new sponsor, Casa de Bandini, at the Forum in Carlsbad to shout out on every Cheers North County podcast. They are producing top-notch Mexican food and even margaritas for takeout and delivery. They've been doing a great job of walking that fine line between keeping things safe and yet still making them delicious somehow. You can order online at CasaDeBandini.com or through any of the major delivery apps. But I encourage you to order directly from CasaDeBandini.com if you can. It really helps the business keep a big chunk of that revenue. And the Coast News and Casa De Bandini have teamed up to give away $50 gift cards for some great food and equally delicious drinks. Just follow at Coast News on Instagram and then like, share, and tag your friends as soon as you see the Casa De Bandini giveaway post in your feed. Now back to my guests. First Light Coffee Whiskey is a young company, but they've already won taste test and innovation awards at the 2020 World Spirits Competition, and they're making a splash locally in San Diego with their flavorful whiskey blends. They offer both a regular and dark coffee roast version. The dark is sweeter, almost dessert-like, and the regular is more of an easy-sipping whiskey with a hint of coffee. After David Ryan and myself finished our official Cheers podcast, we stayed on the line for a bit, the fancy recording box was still working and it recorded the following comments on just how they feel about being newcomers to the San Diego hospitality and beverage scene.
1: Definitely. It's like really awesome being a part of like the local, you know, San Diego community as well because there's people like Josh Landon with St. Archer and you've got Taylor Steele doing it and then Yusuf Cherny with Cutwater and Ballast Point and the guys that I worked with. It's like everyone's, you know, really, everyone's been really, uh, you know, supportive and helpful. It's been really awesome. It's like a cool industry to be in because people are just like, you know, down to down to help you out and talk about stuff. And they're not like, oh, you're a potential competitor. Like we're gonna stonewall you. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, man. Like you're you're trying to do it and we're all like living the dream out here and and let's uh share the experience.
2: In this industry it's been like that. It's been almost uh comical in a way where how much people are like, oh yeah give it a shot here's <laughs> like yeah you want to try to break in yeah like here's what you got to do like you know see if you could do it compared to other stuff you know what that's a little more highly competitive but with with the spirits i think because there's like such a barrier to entry you know there, it's such a high barrier you know that once you start get once you get going yeah you know people are, are down to talk with you and, and give you pointers and and you know help you as they can
0: we are at an unusual time in the history of hospitality. And despite the challenges of COVID-19, I'm inspired almost daily by the efforts of bartenders, brewers, coffee shop managers, distillers, and so on, as they try to help those in our industry who are feeling the effects of the pandemic more than others, or just trying to help those trying to break into the industry. It was great to hear that the tradition of acceptance and willingness to help is being passed on to the new generation of beverage industry denizens. Okay. We're about to get into the full interview with David and Ryan. And we both know that you're probably multitasking on your phone right now. So please give me a follow at Cheers North County on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And head over to thecoastnews.com to read the newest Cheers North County column. And while you're at it, follow at First Light Whiskey 2. And since I'm just throwing out chores, be sure to grab yourself a cocktail, perhaps a coffee whiskey on an ice cube, because it's time for the show. So I'd say hello to uh, David and Ryan of First Light Coffee Whiskey. It's been great to meet you guys here just in the last few minutes. If you could do us a favor and just introduce yourselves again to the audience so they can kind of identify what your voice is and, and we'll get into this uh, Cheers North County podcast.
1: Awesome. Thanks for having us, Ryan. My name David Elizondo, I'm co-founder of First Light Craft Spirits.
2: Yeah. And uh, thanks again, Ryan. My name is also Ryan. It's a really strong name. I'm Ryan Espy. I'm uh, the other co-founder of First Light Craft
0: Spirits. When you were a kid, did you know a lot of other Ryans? I, I knew a couple.
2: There wasn't too many, actually. It was, uh, strangely, because it was a popular name during my era.
0: <laughs> See, and I always wanted to be a Matt or a Mike so bad. And, and now that I'm older, I realize those are just common names. Anyone, anyone can be a Matt or a Mike.
2: Right, right. It takes, it takes a character to be a Ryan. 100%. That's right. And some facial hair. I can see you got the beard <laughs> going. I got the mustache up here.
0: <laughs> uh, early in the pandemic, I was trimming it down a little bit further and I got yelled at by my wife. So uh, I was told not to do that ever again.
2: <laughs> yeah. Funny enough, I shaved this one time since launching this company and it, I realized that, you know, the mustache is like really a must for the whiskey
0: industry. So
2: <laughs> otherwise, I look too young.
0: Yeah. It becomes part of your identity. Yeah. A few years ago, when I was running a bar in Pittsburgh, I shaved my beard off and didn't, and just went into work. And it was like I had lost any authority that I may have had. Like My employees just stopped listening. They started stealing from me. They, nobody cared what I said right. until I grew it back. So I want to start at the beginning. You guys are, it's First Light Coffee Whiskey. It's pretty straightforward. Whiskey, coffee. I have one right here. I'm drinking the just the straightforward coffee whiskey, and I have a backup with the dark roast here to try later on into the show. What is it? What was that aha moment that brought this idea like to your forefront? And then at what point did that turn into, this should be a company, and it should be our company, and we're going to do this?
1: I'll dive into it. I mean, it started really with the name First Light. Um, it's like on the surf report, you look at Surfline, first, li- uh, first time, you know, very start of the day, getting out there for Dawn Patrol. And it's like, you know, became this, uh, you know, metaphor for us of just you know, seizing life's best adventures and like leaning into the resistance and uh, pursuing your passions and not hitting the snooze in the morning and getting out there and living life and enjoying it. And then, uh, you know, we loved how spirits bring people together and there's this communal aspect of socialization and, you know, enjoyment that people get when they come together and share a few good cocktails. And I reached out to Ryan uh, early on and he was stoked on the concept and we went through some... Some R and D process, and we weren't initially, uh, you know, we didn't know we were going to do coffee flavored whiskey right off the bat. But as we experimented with different flavor profiles, uh, we wanted to figure out a way to give something different to consumers. Um, we uh, sourced the highest quality ingredients we could find and mixed up a bunch of test batches, and then shared them with friends and family. And the best versions of those are what it is now on the shelves.
0: What was the emotion, I guess, or what was kind of the the moment where you thought that it was going to work for you? Or has that not come yet? I don't want to assume anything. I'm assuming that you had a moment where you're like, "Yeah, this is totally going to work," because I feel like any startup has that.
1: Definitely. I mean, for me, it was seeing like Ryan's initial designs, like because I'm not a designer. I'm like coming from a business background. uh, Like, you know, have gone through an undergrad program, and I'm in uh, an MBA program at San Diego State, and I have a lot of conceptual, like, you know, kind of foundation for business, but not the design sense uh, and like the marketing prowess and uh, Ryan's, you know, got that into the spectrum, super covered and came to him with the idea. He put out a couple initial concepts and uh, it was so different than what I was thinking uh, initially. And and it was just like, wow, this is, this is pretty cool, man. Like he really, you know, this is something, something that I haven't seen, like anything like it on the shelf. And I think this could really uh, resonate with consumers
0: so uh you have complementary skill sets for your business but what about in your real life like in your personal life were you you said you brought it to him but were you friends before this was this just a partnership that came because of the opportunity
2: yeah we're so we're
0: cousins yeah oh okay cool i didn't know that
2: it's a family-owned business and um yeah when, when david came came to me with the idea you know it was it was spirits and as a former bartender and I, I do share some commonality with you in that I love coffee. Like I worked in the the starter space and in the bar industry as well. You're like, you're very close to, to that type of flavor palettes and just like learning how to taste things and, and like dissect those different flavors. And so it was, a, you know, just just the concept was very exciting. And for me, like the moment hit me when actually we, uh, you know, early on, right, even before we launched into shelves, we, we got the key in to enter the 2020 SIP Awards, which is like the largest consumer based, uh, you know, international competition for all the spirits um, in the world. And like the past winners in our category were like Screwball, and like you have everyone from like you know, just everybody enters it, right? All the big names. And we actually won uh, platinum and double gold. So like the top two tiers in our class this last year. And so that moment, like taking it from, you know, our friends and family, like, okay, this is really good. And some, you know, some strangers, you know, and some, some product testing, like, you know, it's getting good feedback to having like that, you know, these, these people that are tasting, you know, blind. So like without any of the branding doing like double blind tasting of hundreds of spirits, like, you know, giving us that recognition that for me was like, and that didn't even sink in after I heard it for like two months, you know, I was, I was still kind of like, okay, yeah that 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 showed me that the flavor was there, and like we knew that the branding and, and the marketing was there. so
0: you do I mentioned you have two versions, kind of a regular and a dark. I'm wondering if you can talk to me a little bit about the process of infusing coffee into whiskey. like how hands on is that? and you know am I ignorant to think it's as simple as just tossing a bag of beans into a whiskey barrel and letting it sit for a while? like how does that system work and and where did you go to get that education to do that?
1: I guess my introduction to the industry was interning uh, at a spot in San Marcos called the California Spirits Company. And I did a lot of hands-on uh, batching and bottling and blending different spirits from rum to vodka to whiskey. And I you know, saw the formulation process, I saw the production process, and then I learned kind of where to source the ingredients and uh, how to make a product scalable. Because uh, one of the key things we wanted to ensure from the start was that We could create flavor profiles that were going to be consistent, batch to batch. Um, And with uh, coffee beans, we did a lot of like infused blends, as you were saying, in the barrel, um, out of the barrel, a lot of different variations and batch to batch, like the coffee beans themselves are so different and we couldn't get like consistency. So we're really excited to do like limited edition, uh, you know, coffee infused batches in the future um, with, you know, local beans and stuff sourced from different roasters but for our mass market products we decided to go coffee extract so we get a more consistent flavor profile across the board and we use one variation for the original and then another for the dark roast
0: i never would have even thought about that i mean i'm obviously aware of the differences in in beans for coffee but i just it just did not wasn't something i thought about as a problem solving Thing for what you guys are doing, yeah, and we didn't either
1: until we really started experimenting <laughs> and realizing you know, how the flavors were changing in the bottle, and then like once you once it's open and sitting on the shelf for a bit, then it's like kind of becoming more bitter and acidic over time.
0: Sure, yeah, because it doesn't stop. Beans don't stop changing just because they're they're there. They're in there. That the flavor doesn't.
1: Totally. So, yeah. And then we landed on, you know, our our two extract profiles. And then we're blending that with a 99% corn, 1% barley bourbon distillate that we also decided to source instead of distill in house for that consistency factor. Uh, Because, you know, when you do small batch distillation, batch to batch, you're getting pretty wide swings as well uh, in flavor profile. So we, uh, you know, sourced the cleanest distillate we could find. And then with these coffee extracts, uh, blended them down with organic agave nectar to give you that sweetness that's kind of like more complex and robust than your, you know, cane sugar syrup or high fructose corn syrup that is so common in this industry.
0: I really, yeah, what, noticed, I really noticed that. Sorry to cut you off there. I really noticed that sweetness in the, in the darker roast, more so even than in the, the regular. Ryan, you were going to say something there. I apologize.
2: Yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of going into that. So one of the reasons why we ended up with with two batches actually is because myself coming from a bartender's background, like most of most flavored whiskeys or flavored spirits that that are out there right now are are pretty overly sweet, you know, for my taste, and they, you can't really make a lot of mixed drinks with them because like the sweetness of the high fructose corn syrup and like some art, the artificial sweeteners really overpower what you're mixing with. So, like, as we were dialing in on our flavor profile, like, I was, you know, leaning towards what ended up being the original, which is, like, a very more spirit-forward, like, as, a, as somebody who drinks, like, whiskey neat, like, that's something that I really appreciate, like, tasting the, tasting the bourbon, tasting the whiskey in there. But then, you know, there's, a, there's another really valid point of, like, the one that's a little sweeter, the dark roast, which has that more robust coffee flavor and is more more in line with, like, you know, the flavored whiskeys that are out there, your fireballs and screwballs, but still not not turned up in that that number of sweetness, right? It's a little more natural and a, a little more dialed down. But we ended up going in both those directions for, for those two reasons.
0: My first instinct with the dark roast is to get some vanilla ice cream and just kind of blend it all together. You mentioned that you, that you also have some, you're, you're really into coffee. As a person who's now in the spirits world that's incorporating coffee into your drink, how has that changed your coffee drinking? And you guys, I had this great holiday gift pack from you that had coffee from steel mill roasters in Oceanside. Is that something that you're looking at doing in the future with collaborations with local roasteries? You'd kind of mentioned that a little bit for, for one-offs or small batches, but is there anything already in the works or have you done planning like that? What's it like to, what's the, what's the next phase of that?
1: Yeah, we're really excited, uh, you know, to collaborate with local roasteries in the future. Uh, The collaboration with steel mill just ended up being, you know, a really cool stroke of serendipity. We connected with the team there and they were really welcoming, uh, us like right off the bat we shared some of our products with them we're you know talking about doing like some barrel age stuff with them too potentially like some limited edition small batch uh, releases you know nothing like concrete yet but there's a lot of cool opportunities um, and then also reaching out with other local roasteries potentially for you know co-branded small batch products or you know co-branded merchandise that we can use to support local nonprofits. we're looking to you know, do a few collaborations like these next two quarters where we can create like some cool co-branded merch and donate it either to local healthcare workers or donate it to you know, nonprofit members of the 1% for the Planet network that we're a part of. But uh, I think, you know, using the local collaborations to support the local community is, you know, kind of where we're at there and then having the, the mass market products that we can, uh, you know, expand beyond the local community as well.
0: Sure. You just mentioned 1% for the Planet, which is something I wanted to ask you about. Can you kind of just tell us what that is and and why it's important to what you guys are doing or to your personal missions with the company?
1: Definitely. So, uh, yeah, we've been part of the 1% for the Planet Network since day one. Um, It was founded by the former founder of Patagonia, and uh, it's this network of nonprofits that uh it's partnered with and as well as business partners and also individual partners now so you can be just an individual member of the group as well and it's a pledge to donate one percent of uh, all like total revenue uh year over year so even if you're in the red not making any profit one percent of total revenue uh, at least towards these environmental nonprofits and one of the cool aspects of it is you can Go within their network of nonprofits and donate to specific causes that you might be you know particularly passionate about. Ryan has been on the board of Surf Riders San Diego for a while, and that's one of the groups that we really you know enjoy and uh, are excited to support, and hopefully you know also collaborate with moving forward.
2: Yeah, it's been um, the, one of the whole foundations of our brand um, is really about kind of the adventure lifestyle. David and I both share that you know growing up and individually. I'm a big time surfer. You could probably see there's like I have a wall full of boards up there behind me. And uh, David's huge on the mountain. He's a big snowboarder. And um, you know I, I did serve as vice chair for Surfrider San Diego for for quite a few years. And just just being able to you know experience the outdoors and like and experience those adventures is something that's really dear to me. And it's something that where I feel the most alive. And so with any company we you know we we ever create in the future, and with this one, we want to make that pledge to like. Be sustainable and like and really, you know, try to, you know, have a positive impact on the planet so that, you know, other generations and people, you know, around us and our children can can enjoy those moments like we do, whether it's on the mountains or in the ocean or or out out hiking or or camping or doing whichever.
0: So on that note, this is something I did not look into because I wanted to ask, but does this coffee whiskey have caffeine in it that might help you as you are surfing or snowboarding or out in the world?
1: so there's no added caffeine at all. Um, our extracts are also decaf. There could be tiny trace amounts, but I mean, it'd be like, you know, half a milligram or something per bottle. Um, so there's no, no added caffeine, no caffeine, like in the coffee extracts themselves. And we thought about, you know, adding caffeine and you can't actually add caffeine, like uh, in the distilled spirits category, you can do infusions where it's naturally occurring, but, One of the key things with this product is uh, some of the cocktail recipes we have are, you know, meant to be blended with coffee. So we have uh, the First Light Latte, which was one of our cocktails of the month at Gaslight Breakfast Company in downtown San Diego. And we've got a cold brew cocktail and a couple other takes on that. So we didn't want to have a caffeinated product that was going to be added to another caffeinated product and, you know, become overpowering, especially if you're drinking it in the morning or really any time, And there's a lot of people who are caffeine sensitive as well. So we want them to be able to enjoy this product.
0: I'm, I'm grateful that it's not because I normally cut my coffee off, you know, about 11am. I'm not saying I wouldn't drink this only before 11am, but you know, at least now I have the option of, of drinking it in the afternoon, which is nice. Where can people buy this, buy this whiskey right now? If somebody listens to this and they're like, man, I got to go out and get some of this. Where do they go?
1: Uh, you can find our full store locator on our website, so firstlightwhiskey.com. Um, some of our best selling spots currently are Valley Farm Market in La Jolla, um, and then Mission Trails Wine and Spirits, a little more inland, like in the Mission Trails Regional Park area. And then we're in Del Mesa uh, Liquor in Mission Valley. A couple of those spots have online stores as well, which is kind of nice. So even if you're not, in San Diego, uh, you can get it shipped out to you, but our current footprint is all within San Diego County.
0: Ryan, you mentioned something earlier that just kind of popped up in my brain about any future companies. Have you guys already started talking about what the next, what the next adventure is after First Light Whiskey or is it an expansion of the First Light Whiskey brand or what? I see you both are smiling and kind of grinning at me with that. I feel like yeah. i touched on something, so...
2: Yeah, I mean, we definitely have, you know, we have we have a, a product lineup that's that's very exciting that I that you know I can't wait to share as as we you know evolve and, and release them. So we definitely want to you know grow beyond our coffee whiskey initial product and and really have we have a full slate of like interesting and fun new spirits to come out with, but you know one at one at a time as it goes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we got a couple, a couple of trademarks in the bag we might, we might pull yeah. out after, after this one, after First Light. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, all, it's all just conceptual stuff at this point, but it's fun to kick around new ideas.
2: Yeah, I mean, you will definitely see some First Light, you know, coffee ready to go in a can coming up at some point. So,
0: <laughs> All right, we got breaking news. That's what that is. <laughs> it, it sounds like you're ahead of the game. Anything that we missed about that you guys wanted to talk about or you wanted people to know about you guys? Uh, Anything I should have asked and didn't?
1: I mean, you know, we're really excited to, you know, get more people in the local community trying and enjoying the products. Um, As soon as it's safe to do so, we're planning to schedule a lot of tasting events at, you know, local liquor stores and grocery stores. So keep an eye out for those. Uh, Those will all be posted on our social feed. Um, And it's Instagram and Facebook uh, and Pinterest at First Light Whiskey. And it's really easy to, you know, access all of our content from the website as well. So it's a great spot to learn more about the brand and and we're really excited to, you know, continue building this thing out bringing on new team members and getting the local community stoked. Well, well
2: said. I got, I think you nailed it.
0: (laughs) Well, that's, that's perfect. I'm going to have my uh, second drink here and I'd say cheers to you guys. And uh, thanks for joining me on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much, Ryan. I want to thank both David and Ryan of First Light Whiskey for being here on the show today. Truthfully, chatting with them, taking in their energy and passion for their new company, and their product was inspiring to me. It made me look back on projects I've put on the back burner and start poking around to see if any good ideas were in there. So far, nothing as good as combining coffee and whiskey. During the show, we chatted a little bit about 1% for the Planet, which really is a great program. My former company, One Wildlife Co., was a member as well. You can learn about the 1% for the Planet environmental mission and the impact of having companies like First Light Whiskey join their efforts at 1%fortheplanet.org. That's 1% for the planet, all spelled out. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Cheers North County podcast. We will be back in a few weeks with guest Nick Hammond, the man behind Pacific Coast Spirits based in Oceanside, California. Don't forget to head to firstlightwhiskey.com to learn more about David and Ryan's company and find all the local spots you can pick up or order a bottle for yourself. That is it for this episode. Thank you for listening and making this a fun adventure to go on. I'm looking forward to sharing a bunch of Cheers North County content with you through 2021. Don't forget to read the Cheers North County column on the Coast News and to follow at Coast News on Instagram so you can win one of those Casa de Bandini gift cards and get yourself some margaritas. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a rating and review, preferably if you've enjoyed the show. It really does help people find a local show like this one. This episode of the Cheers North County podcast was produced and recorded by me, Ryan Wolt. Jordan Ingram is my editor-in-chief. The Coast News associate publisher is Chris Kidd. And the publisher is Jim Kidd. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be well, stay healthy and sane, and keep living the dream. Cheers, everyone.